and I think this is a great approach to grow, to not only not only healing through something, but growing. Because what in the hell is the point in going through something like that if you don't grow through it to where the next time yeah. you see it, you can either see it beforehand or you handle it better. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Hey, hi, welcome back. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. We are your hosts, Dr. Tony Dufresne and the lovely Lexi Rodriguez. Hey, Lex, how you doing? Hi. This is where you get news notes and tips and information and all sorts of stuff that we've talked about for many years now to help you to rise above the unwashed masses. We need a cowbell. This is our 100th original show. 100th yeah, 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 show. Yeah, yeah. There it is. That's, uh, is that Lexi on sample? Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> so 100 original shows. We started in March of 2015. So we've been on the air for about two and a half years. Give or take. Yeah, you know, I remember our first show because we did it in so your living I. room. I do. And I had just quit my radio job. That's right. Remember, I just oh, yeah. quit my radio job. I, I was like, I'm just going to bartend full time, save some money, and then move to San Diego. And I'm, it's crazy because I've been here now for over a, two years. Yeah, it's been a couple years. So, yeah, because that's, you moved about, what, five, six months right after that. The first show was on the Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. That's what it was. What we did. Yeah, it was because when that just, movie just came out. You just saw that movie, and then I refused to see it. And so we talked about that. So, so you know, 100 shows. We've gone through a lot. We've talked to a lot of people. We've talked about a ton of different stuff. We try Let's not to make repeat it clear. things. So. Yeah, we try not to repeat things, but I mean, it's all one. Honestly, I wish we could just make a long movie of all of our shows because they all yeah. make sense and they're kind of building blocks to the ultimate awareness. And um, I think we've realized a lot about ourselves the past 100 shows. And I want to make it clear to um, listeners that we started off as the Walk of Shame radio podcast, which was so dope and so much fun. And we talked about dating and sex and relationships. And then um, Tony changed it to surrounded by idiots because he was working with millennials and that was kind of more his expertise. He was like, I want to work with millennials and I want to chat about entrepreneurs. And then all of a more, sudden more it's stuff like, other well, than the relationship stuff. It, it, we can, right. More stuff to like life in addition stuff. to exactly. life stuff. So we figured surrounded by idiots could be everything. It's like every day we are surrounded by people we have no control of being surrounded by. But if you are holding on to who you are and staying stable, as an individual, you can navigate through those idiots and make it to the brilliance of of what you want to experience from people. The so, exact reason why the show is so named fun. that way, although the Walk of Shame was a super cool name, but you figured we get a surrounded by idiots. Plus the fact that that's the name that the of the book that is going to be coming out in like December. So yeah. as far as it goes, the book should be out in December. Uh, if you want more information on it, you can always. I'm not hucking the book, but I'm just saying that's kind of what. So today, you, uh, you know, well, it it as it as it comes closer, then I will more and more. But cool. uh, but it is the same name, so just get ready for that. So well, uh, today we're kind of going back to the roots. We're going to talk about relationship stuff, and this is something that you brought up. I don't know a couple few days ago, give or take, and it I liked it and it rang with me because that everybody, it, pretty much everybody's gone through this in one way or another. But we're going to talk about how to get your how to get you back, you better a better version of you back after a big 
breakup after a yeah. big relationship. And when we say ending. big, we don't mean like a gnarly fight and we don't mean like a traumatic situation. We're talking about when you spend a majority of your time with the same person consecutively, you subconsciously do become part of them as you should. Because when you think about marriage and when you think about um a lot of religious theories when it comes to relationships and love and stuff, you, they want you to, um, enmesh in this other person's soul and personality, because what is the point if you're not going to be completely invested, but skirt nowadays. And I mean, and forever, I want people to hold on to their individuality. And I think that that's hard. It's not an easy thing. And I think that it's so it is easy to get lost in someone else's personality in a relationship because you're so stoked on them. But we're here to help you bounce back and, and learn from that relationship and become better. I believe that every relationship I've been in, I haven't been in too many serious, but I have been in probably like three solid serious relationships. I believe every relationship after has been better and it's been more solid. And if we've, we've communicated better and we've learned from each other better than before. And I think that's the point. It's good to hear. It's good to hear that you've, you've bounced back and you're able to create some sort of a positive momentum from that. A lot of people they'll go through and they'll be, and we're going to talk about enmeshment because that's a tricky subject because it, it, it's it's on a gradient scale, you know. There's a it's it's so gray area. It's not like enmeshment or not, and and you got to find that right balance. But but a lot of people when they get out of relationships, that first of all they'll go into this deep depression because, and we're going to talk about this throughout the show. Going through the end of a relationship is a death. It's it's to the ego and to the self. It is a death of a relationship. It's a because same, it's a failure well, because too. because it's, well, yeah, and that has a lot to do with it. And it's it's. It's you have to grieve your relationship, the end of your relationship, same as you would grieve the end of somebody passing away that, you know, now it's not the same in terms of severity, obviously, and that's not what we're saying, but you've got to look at it in the same way because you have to heal from that and grow from that. Now, a lot of people, when they, what happens is, is they'll go into addictive personalities or they'll go into, to uh, things that will just keep them occupied and not not deal with the pain and that's when you get into uh bouncing and rebounds and then what happens is eventually when you chill on that and you get back into finding somebody you're going to repeat the same pattern totally so So so, you have to close the learn or close the door excuse me and learn from those behaviors and then you have to address the patterns that you have because you do have patterns we all have patterns whether they're negative or positive it's great to be aware of our patterns so that when we go into another relationship and we start to feel um similar to where we were before it ended with our last relationship we were like okay hold up either i'm going to be aware of this feeling and and end this relationship before she gets too messy or if I really dig this person, I think that this is just a pattern arising. I'm going to step back and handle it right. um, as an individual and then and get back into the relationship. It's funny because a lot of the articles I've been reading and I'm reading a book right now called The Evolution of Desire. It's all about feeling. Like it's all about the way that you feel. And I think that if people can pay attention to the way they feel when they're around someone it's going to say a lot. So I want to open eyes and I want to open hearts and, and I want to open you up listeners 
to getting hurt and learning. It's all trial and error as well, man. Life is all trial it, it's and It's all that. And there's no way you can keep from that not happening. And, and the thing is, is that it's it's through the errors and through the, the, the heartbreaks and through all that stuff that you grow anyway. So we're going to make, we're going to make the show kind of a three part gig. And the first part, we're going to talk about why, why breakups are so tough. I mean, why are they so devastating? in certain aspects to you. The second part we're going to talk about is the steps that you're going to go through in the grieving process, which are the same steps. It's the five stages of grieving, but we're going to go through those and touch base on those based upon how they apply to you in a relationship, like after a relationship thing. And then the third part, both of us have some, some, our own particular tips on uh, what it, what it takes to help you through the process of healing and growing. And this is where there's a, there's some brand new, really good information out there that has to do with post traumatic growth, which, can, which can be applied here, uh, and in a relationship thing. So the first thing we want to talk about why breakup, why, why the breakups are so tough. And there's a number of things that I came up with and see if you, see if you can add or subtract to this and okay. what do you think? So the first thing is, is that, you, you know, relationships are a lot of times they're built on fantasy. They're built on paper and they're, they're, there's a fantasy and there's an expectation that is dashed uh, when when the breakup happens. And that leads totally. to a sense of failure. It's, it's failure in yourself. It, it's a failure in your uh, as, as an identity. You take upon yourself to consider yourself. I am a failure because and that's an identity uh, indicator versus just failing at a behavior or, or failing at the relationship. But yeah, when you're crushed, a lot of times people say, well, I'm just, I, you know, I'm a big piece of shit or they are, they're a big piece of shit or I can never stay in a relationship. And that's kind of what happens. Well, usually people place all of the blame when you get out of a relationship where you, um, you break up with a significant other on them because number one, they're trying to spare the feelings of the other person or depending on who's doing the breaking up, of course, your confidence is going to be a little bit hurt because this person that you spent all of your time with that you once may have talked about a future in marriage and kids no longer wants all of that stuff with you. So immediately, it's obviously tough because you're just like, fuck, I'm, I'm not shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I thought, and this is, this is the fascinating part. Is, doesn't it blow your mind that another human, I've said this a million times on this podcast before, is another human holds that responsibility of your confidence. Like they, they're holding, they have the responsibility of how you feel. They shouldn't. Like, uh, right, if, but they if, do. Right. Well, and that's why, them, that's why right. relationships are tough. So, yeah, that's, that's, so, yeah. So basically, I think that. It, it gets really tough, too, when you don't hold on to your individuality in a relationship because then you're like, fuck, who am I? You know, let's talk about that. So that's enmeshment and enmeshment is basically and what I what, what I talk to my clients about all the time and which which I make a note in the book is and I'm doing this on the video. So if you guys watch the video on YouTube, you can see it. But it's like two hula hoops. You, know, you got two hula hoops. And if you cross them in that middle diamond where they both cross, you remember, you know, that kind of that space where they both share the same space that is should be a relationship that that diamond there it's it's uh like stuff it's your own personal thing that you guys have created together but if you notice if you do it the right way if you do a relationship the right way you don't you don't take both the hula hoops and you cross both of them so they look like one that is pure enmeshment and what happens is is that first of all it never turns out well 
Yeah. Because when you enmesh with somebody, you're taking on their own, their identity. You're creating your identity th- only through the identity of the relationship. So when it does break up, you're completely lost. And, th- and another a terrible sign of being enmeshed in something and really not realizing it until one day you wake up and you go, I don't really even know who I am anymore. Right. And that, and that's when you have fallen into getting totally enmeshed with this other person in this relationship and not keeping your own, as you said earlier, your own individuality. individuality. And that's right. a big reason why, another big reason why breakups are so tough for some people. And if you feel like that, then, then I don't think this person is for you. And that's the thing is like when you wake up in the morning and you look at that person and you're just kind of like, gosh, you know, you're, you're using we more than me. And I've said that a million times is I don't think that that's healthy in a relationship. When you're in a relationship, please don't use, don't use we too much. Obviously in the right context, you are going to say we, but I'm saying don't be that couple that is only making plans with each other. You know, oh, let me check and see what my dude's doing tonight because then maybe if he's busy, then I'll go to the movies with you or whatever. Um, I think that if you feel that, that's a, that's a, that's a ding, 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 ding. I feel this. I don't need to be with this person. And let me address this is I think that a big reason why we're getting out of a relationship is tough. And a big reason why people stay in relationships for so long. And this is, um, totally how I feel a lot of times when I'm with a guy and then it doesn't work out is like, I am hard on my judgment. Like I evaluate the situation because I'm more surprised that I wasn't on point with my judgment. If this person turned into someone that I didn't think they were, or if, you know, I just missed a sign. If I missed a sign, then my confidence and my ego is going to be a little bit broken because I'm like, shit, I thought I nailed it this time. Yeah, And that's, that's... why it takes me back to trial and error because it's yeah. like, please don't trip. It's all trial and error. When If a relationship doesn't work out, Think about it like this. Think about, fuck, that didn't work out. You got to do this. You got to do the dirty work. You got to get it, get out of that hole that you're in. But think about how dope the next relationship is. Right. And that's, and if you think about it like that, you're just going to be excited and you're going to exude dope mm -hmm. energy for the next guy or girl. That's about following through on that impulse, though. That impulse that, oh, shit, I missed this sign. Cause you know what? It, it, everybody only sees the signs that, that really resonate with them based upon the frequency that they're operating within at that, at that time. So if you're operating in, in a frequency with whether you're other, and I'm not going to digress on this a totally a lot, but just saying, if you're operating on a frequency that your other, that your other half is fine, everything's cool and whatever, and you're kind of just going with it. And you know, there's some things maybe like, eh, but you're okay with that. Then you're not going to see the signs because you're not looking for them. Life is all about creating you, you you create your own reality everybody creates their own reality based upon what they choose to focus on what they choose to be aware of and if you choose to be aware of things that that add up to having issues in your relationship then that's what it's going to be but if you don't and if you right. want if you want to be oblivious that's also what it's going to be but then a lot of people go oh shit this thing blindsided me all of a sudden all of a sudden they're you know they're having a hard time why didn't i see that before as long as you yeah. as long as you allow yourself to follow through and say you know what I, I could have seen those, but based upon where I was at the time, I mean, I didn't think there was an issue and, and they were having it and, and, you know, it, it, they live in their own reality. Everybody lives yeah. in their own reality. So that's going to be, so I want to, I want to roll into, um, the other part of, uh, why, uh, relationships are so tough. And this is a, this is a thing that I read in Stephen Kotler's book, Stealing Fire. He did, he was also the guy who does a lot of work on flow. 
And uh, he made a really good point, and it was about losing the externalized portion of you. When you get into a relationship, a lot of times you guys start sharing responsibilities and sharing where your thoughts are going and sharing where you concentrate on. So if you get into a, a thing where you where the guy is better at you know fixing stuff, and then you don't have to worry about that, then you just let it go. Or if, or if hmm. you know or if the girl's better at finances, then you just kind of totally. let her take take the finances, and that's fine, and you don't have to worry about it. But what happens? When you yes. guys, when you guys, you know, you guys are teammates and your responsibilities, what happens when you don't have that anymore? All of a sudden, there's a lot of stuff that you're like, you're oh, missing. Oh. Yeah, you're missing some pieces. And then that's going to make it harder that. to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Because now you, you know have what? to retrace your steps. And, and, <laughs> that's and awesome. Yeah. So. This is a tough, a tough thing to balance because when you get in a relationship, you're so stoked on this person and the stuff that they add to what you're maybe lacking at that time is is kind of like a sign that you're making the right decision. Absolutely. Like you're kind of like, God, you're exactly. everything I need. You're mm-hmm. filling the holes. You know, you're everything I wanted. Um, and I love that you say flow because I've been thinking about flow lately is instead of trying to pay attention in a relationship or instead yeah instead of trying to pay attention to the signs um of maybe it failing i think that more people and more couples need to just go with the flow of who they are like regardless of who you are i'm still gonna be me because you fell for me in the first place and we're gonna treat this like a dance to where you'll you'll flow as you all flow as me and if we're if we're grooving Mm-hmm. then it'll work out, you know? Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, well, there's that, I don't like that about him or whatever, do you, because then maybe that energy will supplement his, you know? Yeah, maybe it will. And, and, you know, again, the flow in a relationship, first of all, no relationship is easy. And if it is, then you're lying to yourself and you're not communicating and neither is the other person. So it's going to be difficult. Right. It's going to be up because everybody's different and everybody has their own gig going on. That's my problem changing, though. Constantly. Yeah, but Lex, <laughs> Your mind is, especially yours, your mind is like a million miles an hour. So, and it's all over the place. You you have a very dimensional mind. A lot of people do. And it's not, it's not a linear mind. It's not A to B to C to D to E. Yours is like A to three to, to uh, in and out burger to whatever. And <laughs> to so, square right, circle. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And so that. <laughs> So with something like that, how do you expect getting in, anybody getting into a relationship with you or, you know, if I'm talking to whomever out there, right. how do you expect anybody to keep up with that? The key is in this situation is to understand that it's all about trying to communicate as effectively as possible where you are at at any particular time and being open to the fact that you are constantly changing like right. constantly changing and and the other person may be kind of wondering where that where you're at at any particular moment based on totally. what based upon what you guys are doing together so that's where the communication I just like don't like say in every episode. I don't like when people say relationships are hard they should be hard because yeah when you get when you go through a hard situation it's tough not every situation is going to be easy but i don't think relationships should be hard i think that if you're with the right person right. that's your getaway from life which is hard right. that, life okay, is hard but now i'm not saying i'm not saying relationships should be defined as hard i'm saying right. a component of a relationship a component of any growth at all in your whole life i don't care what the hell you're doing 
any Nothing growth easy. aspect, it's going to be hard and difficult because you're stepping out of that small bubble that you've operated from already. That's the same thing with the relationships, especially with another entity, another reality that you're trying to create a balanced mesh together. And that's why yeah. it is a component of every relationship is a difficulty. That's that's a I don't know. I said that like a like I'm like I'm that's my second <laughs> language as a difficulty. Just remember that it shouldn't be the overall flow of any relationship. And the reason why you should be with somebody in the, in the first place is because they make you when you guys are together, you make a third entity. You have this energy. Right. There's you a have reason so much why. power. They, You're a power couple. They feed you. You feed them. You guys both together create this aura that feeds other people and, and creates this yeah. attraction. I love thing. when I meet a couple and they're just the coolest. They exude dope energy all around them. They're benefiting my energy. Obviously, they're benefiting each other's energy. And all I can think of is like, God, I would love to be a fly on the wall watching them do their thing in the bedroom. Because you can just tell they dig each other so much. And they're so connected intellectually, emotionally, and physically that I like when I meet couples that I see that in, I just want to pick their brain because that's cool. And you know what? I bet those couples aren't tripping if that relationship doesn't work out because no, no. I could see when I meet a couple that's dope like that, I can see individually how cool and how brilliant in of individuals each of them are. Well, that brings up it's like, point, yeah. I can tell if I meet an individual who's going to be fine with dating and who's going to be okay with getting out of a relationship and maybe hopping back into the dating world. But I can also meet an individual who quote unquote is a relationship person and I can tell they're not good at dating. And I can tell when they get out of that relationship, it's about to be the hardest shit they ever dealt with, which it shouldn't. Cause there are more things going on in life than just, who the fuck you're dating. Yeah, and it, it, if that's the only thing that's going on in your life and that's how you identify with yourself through your life, then there's an issue. That's a that's a balance issue. So the last thing I want to talk about is why, break up, why breakups are so tough is that because there's a loss of certain social connections. Obviously, it's like you guys... And I, the old adage is, okay, I'll take our friends from, uh, uh, you know, A to, <laughs> a to N and you take them from M to yeah. Z. Oh my God. Can and I it's... just say this working at a restaurant? I've seen so many couples break. I've seen dope couples. Yeah. But I've also seen so many couples go through breakups to where they basically flip a coin for who has that restaurant. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, I, like I'm like, time. Oh, I guess all she didn't time. get the restaurant mm-hmm. and he did. And then vice versa. And, when one of them comes in, it's kind of like we're all holding our breath, looking around to see if the other person oh, is yeah. going to accidentally come in too, right. and then it's just about to be weird. <laughs> that happens a lot. I mean, w- it's whether great. it's spoken or not. So I want to jump into because uh, we're rolling right along. I want to jump into and just mention r- briefly because uh, we don't have to go through this whole thing, but I want to mention briefly the objective. The objective of going through a relationship is to grieve it appropriately. And uh, and then bury it. You you've got to grieve and bury your relationship, and then and then then yeah. be in a position to move forward. So just to go through the steps Close of grief, just to door. go through the steps of grief. Yeah, briefly because I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. It's a whole separate show, but it's it's a five mm-hmm. steps. It's denial. You're gonna go through denying things. You're gonna go. You're gonna to try to hang on to something that's no longer there. You're gonna deny the fact that you guys have lost this, your love and feeling, whatever. You're gonna go right. through anger. You're gonna be pissed. Pissed at yourself. Pissed at them. Probably more pissed at yourself. But it's gonna it's gonna go towards them, and that's called displacement. It's a psychological term. You displace your anger towards the other person or people around you that don't back you up like you think that they should. So the third right. thing is, then you're gonna go through this bargaining stage. And the bargaining stage is saying like calling them up and say. 
hey, I'll change. I'll be different. I'll be the person you want me to oh, be, which is so complete pathetic. bullshit. Pathetic. I just got sick. To I know it's it. and it's. But how many times does that happen? Don't change. If someone doesn't dig you the way you are, find someone who does. Because uh, uh, there's right. billions and billions of people out there. Right. Unless you go through your entire process and through self reflection, you understand that you were a douchebag and you and and make, making modifications would make you. More, right. more true to who you really are. Versus and when like I say don't thing. change, I'm not saying don't stop smoking cigarettes. If your chick wants you to stop smoking right. cigarettes, yeah, yeah. that's you're, like you're that's a health from a benefit self. if you make that change. I'm right. yeah, I'm changing your your true self, your creative, essence. unique essence. Right. Yeah, keep exactly. that shit exactly. because that's who you're supposed to be. Exactly. So then you go through depression, like like we always do, uh, and includes that's and that could be self pity or self self loathing. Uh, depression is what it is. I mean, it, there's different variations of it, but you know, when you're in it, you're, you're just in the shits and then there's acceptance overall. And that those are the five yeah. stages of, of grieving. Now, you know, I've just recently been out of a pretty serious relationship, obviously. And I'm so inspired to continue these talks on relationships because I'm learning so much and I'm using it as a tool for my business. Um, but to bring up how, what you just said is just completely hundred percent facts is I feel like I recently just got to the point where I went through all of those emotions as he did too. And I was getting, um, like, don't make me feel guilty. Don't make me feel sad. Don't make me feel mad. But this is the thing. You have to feel those things. You have to get through those emotions. If you hide them and you suppress them, they're going to come up later in another relationship. And then you're sabotaging that relationship. So everything that Tony just said, you have to feel those. Take notes. If you're going through a relationship right now that is ending, take those notes, feel those, maybe even make yourself feel those, write about them, talk about them. You have to. Yes. Journaling. Journal, journal, journal. I tell everybody this. It's, it's the, it's the most amazing, uh, and effective tool I've ever used in my entire life is journaling. Because yeah, your subconscious gets to flow and, and it, you have to do at least two pages because a page, you, you'll, you'll bullshit yourself for a page. At about a page and a half, you'll start loosening up and then you'll start flowing. Totally. Just do, just journal. I mean, that's, I mean, anyway, says, you know, what's your one tip you tell anybody? I said, just fucking write something, just journal. So uh, what I want to do is now go through the essence of this whole show, which is how to heal and how to grow. And initially when I sent over, sent you over the notes, I kind of listed the stuff that I usually go through with my own clients who have gone through this or who want to learn how to go through this. But I found through the process of going through research, I found a very, cool study that was that's only been around re- relatively recently and it's a couple psychologists from the University of North Carolina and there's also another guy that's doing a lot of studies on it and it's called post traumatic growth and it, and it is it's not specific to the relationship stuff but it's specific to going through post traumatic stress which as we all know on some level going through relationship and being crushed there is a level of post-traumatic stress involved in that. For sure. So that's why I wanted to run through these. And and what they go through is they go through as po- – and I'm going to post this on the website because I think it's a brilliant uh, article that I read. And I think this is a great approach to gr- to not only – not only healing through something, but growing because what in the hell is the point of going through something like that if you don't grow through it to where the next time yeah. you see it, you can either see it beforehand or you handle it better. And that's really key. So the and I'm doing this on like sticky notes. This is I how, think that this that's is how awesome that's, that because when I talk to my clients and we have our sessions and I, I give them scenarios in my life that I've been through where I 
got something out of it. Although at the moment I'm like, God, this sucks. Like this is really fucking with my confidence and my vibe. Um, they're like, it's crazy that you can think of every situation. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and that you're getting, you're learning something from it. And the other day I was telling some homies that I went out for a drink with this guy, this really cool dude that I like, I don't get nervous around people, but I mean, like kind of made me nervous and I'm totally sober walking out of the bar we were at. I bust my ass and fall in front of him. So embarrassing. I don't do that. I'm like a smooth operator. I don't do that anywhere. You know what I mean? I don't even do that shit when I'm blacked out drunk. I bust my ass, get back up real quick. And as I'm telling my friends this, I'm like, but it's okay. Now I just know that next time I'm nervous, I really just got to focus on what I'm doing and be in the moment and walk one foot in front of them. They're like, only you would think about well an educational reason why you busted your ass yeah. and how you cannot bust your ass next time. And I'm like, you have to. The moments that make you uneasy and the moments that kind of make you cringe, go back to those moments and come up with a plan so that the next time you feel that way, you know how to handle it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're not going to learn from those things, then you got everything you can learn from as stupid as me falling. I can learn from that situation and just be like, fuck, I don't want to feel like that again. Fucking focus. Absolutely. So, which is a really good point. So these are the, these are the one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. These are the five things that they indicated from post-traumatic growth, how to grow from a post-traumatic experience. So the first thing that they indicate is you've got to seek out new opportunities. So seeking out new opportunities, which is more of an action phase, and it's about it's about going out and from your your trauma, you 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 know might want to help other people, or you might want to do something different, you know, kind of reset yourself. The second thing is is that uh, some of your some of your relationships will become closer because yeah. you'll have not only from the people that were in your, your inner circle before all that happened, but if you if you go through this relationship thing and you actually happen to go to a talk somewhere or like in like like a slam poetry thing or or something like that and you find people who have commiserated around a certain specific thing then then you know you might gain some a bit more appropriate support group in your inner circle the third thing yeah. is is that there's a better understanding of your hidden strengths you know when you go through something like that you find out what what gets you up in the morning what are the things right. that, what, what are the things that you have adopted have you adopted like mindful meditation have you adopted journaling have you done uh, can you use those things to you know rise out of the ashes on that the fourth thing is you're you're gonna have a fresh perspective you're gonna have mm-hmm. a fresh perspective when you get out of the acceptance phase in your grieving process your world is gonna be different it's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna, feel gonna be good yeah. too you're gonna it, it be will relieved feel will if feel that relationship wasn't supposed to be you're going to be relieved because it's like, okay, close that door, move on. You don't, like I said, the excitement is so gnarly when you, you know that the next relationship is going to be better. Absolutely. That's exciting. Yeah. And, and it, that makes you want to date and explore. You know, like, and that's the whole thing, Lex. If you go through the grieving process and if you go through the growth stage, there's no way it won't be better. There's a, there's right. like, there's like zero chance that it won't be better. I, mean, I kind of double negative myself, but it's, it will <laughs> 100% be better because you've done yeah. all the work and you've gone through this. Then the last thing that they say is it's, it, it, um, initiates a spiritual awakening it's because when you go through something like this and when you go through some post-traumatic express, uh, post-traumatic, uh, stress situation, you're going to get to a point where you have to rely on your own 
inner strengths and your in your spirituality and it and you're going to connect more to that and you're going to take that yeah. and move forward in that and use it maybe a little bit more or or in different ways that you haven't done before and those those you have the to find parts. the person you were before you met this other individual and clearly you were dope before you met them because they loved you. You know what I mean? Right. They fell in love with you. And through so you, you right. have the ability to be that person again. And you're and you and the thing is is that you still are. That's the whole thing that that I want right. that I'd like to stress like deeply and seriously and intently is the fact that if it's like a dartboard. If you look at a dartboard, you are your true self is that little red thing in the middle. It never, right. it never goes away. But what happens is, is that you develop these things or you develop the layers around it. Those are the ego layers and the identity layers. And that, you know, the one around it, the big green one, that's like the relationship and the identity and the ego at that time. Now that maybe is gone now, but you still and always will have the red dot, the center. That's right, your true but self. Sometimes you bury yourself in this other person's being and right, that's, that's what we can't have. Exactly. That's why it's like in the middle there and, and you have to go through those layers. And if those are gone, you're not gone. Your identity isn't gone. You, right. you, your true self, it's just the identity of the relationship. But that's that's a lesson that a lot of people have to learn, especially if they've never learned it before or they've been brought up where they have an identity, self-worth, ego issue anyway. And that's where we come in. Hit us up, find help, wow, see look a at therapist, that. like see a therapist, find a coach in your area that's where we come in. I mean, if you don't have a solid support system that maybe you don't trust, maybe all your friends are floozies and you're kind of like, I'm not asking those hoes for advice. Floozies you need to reach out that's, to that's a good some solid people that are going to benefit you with some advice. Um, if you And you need to talk about it. You have to sit down and talk about the way you feel because if you don't say that shit out loud, you're never going to attack it you're never going to attack those emotions because you're just going to keep pushing them back pushing them back pushing them back so i think to end this show out we just want to give you some of our tips right on how to like i, I want to hear yours I, i'm going to roll with the with the growth stuff i mean my only thing is take inventory and do your journaling and then reground yourself using all these things look for new opportunities you know look, look to find out what the hell happened and then figure out you know what you can do to do better and then go out and do something you have to do yeah. something that's my, my only tip on this whole thing the big tip is you, once you go through all that stuff, you, you got to get up and you got to get back on the horse. You got to. It doesn't mean yeah. go out and start dating a whole bunch of people. It just means yeah, go out does. and be a part of <laughs> society. I challenge you to go on a date, if you can, once a week. Honestly, I honestly think that that is the best way. And not, I'm not saying go be a promiscuous freak. I'm just saying you have to explore other people, especially after being with the same person for so long. You have to go out and explore someone else's personality, some the theories that someone else has because everyone's so different. You don't know. You could date someone who was raised completely different than you and they can spark inspiration mm -hmm. that you didn't even think you had about something. But I, so I definitely think you should date. That's definitely one of mine. Another one is so people, people always say, stay busy, like just stay busy, just, you know, but I think people can become very manic if they take that the wrong way. Or they, like or they if, use it to, they use it to not go through their process. They use right, it as a distraction. Right, to hide it. Exactly. So stay busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone has their different vices, work out, 
you know, pick up a new hobby, start playing a sport with some homies, whatever, get a part-time job, start writing a book, whatever you have to do, stay, stay mentally busy, challenge yourself to use a different part of your brain that you haven't used in a while, because maybe that individual didn't spark that, that stimulation. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think ladies and gentlemen, manifestation is such a real thing. I think that if you are feeling a little bit low when it comes to your relationship, self-esteem, sit down and write down what you want in a relationship, write down not necessarily, I wouldn't suggest to write down what that person was missing or what went wrong because you don't want to readdress those situations unless you're verbally speaking with someone that can help you get to um, the, the bright side of that. But I think that you should write down what you want in a relationship and what exactly, be detailed. You want an athletic dude. You want someone who's very family oriented. You want someone who can cook. Obviously these are all dope things, but you have to be specific because manifestation is so real. It is so real. So write it down on a piece of paper and then check it off. When you meet people, just be like, whoa, that's crazy. Like he totally plays in an intramural football league. I was just talking about that. That's mm -hmm. nuts. Mm -hmm. And honestly, manifesting, whether you believe it or not, is bringing awareness to these people in front of you because now you're like, oh, you have that in the back of your head that you just wrote, did you want an athletic dude? And all of a sudden you meet this dude as athletic. Whether it's happening or not, you're aware of that. Um, mm -hmm. And I also think that you need to realize that we talked about this in, a in our lust podcast, but lust and love are two different things. And understand that you're flipping a coin getting into a relationship, whether this is going to be something dope and you're going to lust over this person or this is going to be the love of your life and this is it. You're flipping that coin. Don't go into this relationship betting a G on 13 black because you think this is it because of one feeling. Understand it takes observation. It takes your attention. Relationships you have to be present. So whatever you weren't in that relationship, wherever you think that it went awry, go back and handle that. Like go back in your mind and handle those feelings. I like that. The Remember with the checklist, it's more about what you want to manifest and what you want to become aware of. It's not necessarily them. Them, If you have 14 things on your list, them being all 14, not going to happen. Right. It never happens. Right. That's a problem with, with uh, Tinder is the fact that everybody goes on oh, there yeah. or, or match or any of the online crap and they, they have 15 things on their list. And if somebody's Well, there's 12, a difference between look, a checklist you know, and then like you're manifesting right. but, but this I think dream. You brought, I think you brought up a great point. Other. You brought, you brought yeah. up a great point. The list is not for them to satisfy all the mm -hmm. requirements the list is for you to manifest the awareness of those things that you're looking for so yeah and you know what i think is look when you're dating go out there and look for someone who can be it sounds so easy and it sounds so simple and obvious but you need to find someone who is your best friend that you're wildly attracted to that is going to be your business partner that is going to be your competitor that is going to push you to look the best always you know be your stylist when you have business meetings or whatever you know tell you that that joke isn't funny whatever you see in this person just make sure they're making you better and if they're not that's when it's time to unwind yeah and you're making them better and it's everything everything's better because you guys are together everything's better in the world because you guys are together so yeah. great happy 100 
Lex. That oh was my fun. gosh, happy 100. Time. Cheers. And, uh, I'll and, go have a couple of drinks for you tonight. Well, you should. You should, because I'm not going to have any uh, drinks. I, I have to go meet a client, and then uh, which would be cool to drink, but I, I probably shouldn't be doing that. So uh, yeah. remember, you can find uh, all of the – you can find videos. You can find all the podcasts uh, at javabud.com. Also, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. They're all up there. Uh, you can find uh, Lexi's stuff at crucialawareness.com. Her website will be up very, very shortly. It will be up soon. I'm so excited. No, um, it's getting really close, and I'm just working on like a ton of blogs and working on my free programs that I can give to you guys. But we are kind of going to go back and forth to relationships because my program is going to be based on relationships, dating, and sex. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I will do... The best research possible. Oh, the best. Yeah, my yeah. my like, ex uh, is totally like you, fucking research. little slut. You're just <laughs> single so that you can build your business. I'm like, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, baby boy. That, that's like the least surprising thing I've heard all day. Like the <laughs> least. So, so remember, it's you can, research. You can find. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, you can find her where that where that is. You can okay, rate and review if you want. I mean, it really helps us out if you want to do that. If you have anything that you want to listen to, or, uh, any topics you want us to talk about, anything, you can always know where to find us. You can find me at tonyjobbud.com. You can find Lexi at crucialawareness.com. You can go on. There's there's over like 50 places that you can get in contact with us. So just do that. So have a great week, and uh, again, happy 100. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show up to now, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Thank you.